my fellow humans, welcome to Natter, the Zillennial Podcast. I, um, what day is it? It is October 18th, and I would like to talk about a few things. First and foremost, though, I told Mia, shout out to Mia, on uh, some day after the release of my intro episode that I would do a little shout out for her. So hello, Mia. This one's for you. She did uh, her podcast listening while eating breakfast, not while doing the dishes. So I said, hey, I'll talk about breakfast a little bit. So here goes. When I was 17, I went to France and it was for a French travel club trip. And we were in Paris this one day and we were given this pre-made breakfast thing. You know, like it wasn't continental breakfast like you expect here in North America. Basically, anytime we got food, it was simple, but just these nice, well-made meals that the hotel would give us in the mornings. And this one hotel just kind of totally half-assed it. Like they obviously just didn't give a shit. They're like, this is a group of 17-year-olds. They're loud. We don't care. They're North American. They're, they, they suck. So we're going to give them crappy food. And I don't mean the food was crappy, just the meal was totally, it was, oh my God, they just did not try. So we come downstairs in the morning into this beautiful dining room. The wall's like brocade and has like a pastoral scene on it and stuff like that. And the tables are all old and worn and you can tell like they've been through things. Like they've probably been there since they were built in like the 1800s or something like that. And so we go down, we sit, and on our plates, these massive plates, we have one half of a baguette, one croissant, and one block of cheese the size of my face. And this cheese was like, it was good. It was amazing. This croissant was good and amazing. This baguette was confusing. And that made just the whole meal very strange. Like, how do you actually eat that? The The cheese wasn't like soft and spreadable. It was just like a block of cheddar cheese, I think. It was delicious, but like just kind of weird, you know, just a chunk of cheese and baguettes. I, I I suppose here in North America, baguettes are like this fancy thing. And normally they're, they're, I don't know, relatively soft. Like the shell of them is the crust is relatively soft. And then the inside is awesome. Cool. Whatever. But that's the North American version. French version of baguette. It's supposed to be hard on the outside to protect the bread inside and inside is supposed to be like the softest, softest, most delicious stuff in the world. And this baguette was, except there was just the ratio of crust to bread was just off compared to all the other places in France we went. This one hotel just gave us this weird baguette. We were these stupid 17 year olds. So we thought like we would just have to eat the whole thing. And it was like a rind. It wasn't like a crust. It was like a rind around the bread. And the bread in the middle of this baguette was probably the size of like a nickel. Like the soft stuff, there was barely any soft stuff in it. What was there was delicious. But most of it was just like this inedible stuff that we did eat anyway because we were hungry. And like a bunch of hungry 17-year-olds who are wandering around Paris on foot every day for like 16 hours. Like we were exhausted and hungry and we're having a great time, but man, they gave us this bread and this chunk of cheese and this croissant. And we're like, we'll eat it, but we don't want to. And we're not going to say thank you for this. And that was the only hotel that did it. Other hotels would like give us these, a tray of cold cuts in the morning. And none of us were like vegan or vegetarian back then. So like that was all good. And, or like we'd get some kind of, porridge oatmeal thing and 
you know, a lot of cheeses and stuff in the morning too, which is kind of unusual for, I guess, what a North American breakfast would be, but it was all good food. And then this hotel just totally did not give a shit and they gave us the worst stuff. And I know they gave us the worst stuff because there was an old couple in the dining room with us and they were not eating that. (laughs) They were not. They were eating like real food that, you know, had color and they could chew. Um, they, They weren't chewing on rocks like we were. So what I'm thinking happened is the travel club just kind of booked into the hotel and said, Hey, we're going to have 25 hungry teenagers. Can you serve us breakfast? If not, it's okay. And they're like, yeah, we can totally do that. Cause you know, they want the, the, the name to go across the world and stuff. They, they want the, uh, the fame that comes with having travelers stay there, I guess. Cause it, it wasn't like a big hotel. It was a small place. Uh, it, it, it definitely wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't a place that 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 people would like steer away from, but it definitely just wasn't something fancy that would have the big name out in the city, you know. So I think it was kind of like, oh yes, we we have cheap rooms for you, and we'll give you breakfast, and please spread our name far and wide across the globe. Because like they treated us well, but the food they fed us was not well. It's not good. Yes, uh, that is my story about the weird French breakfast. You know what? You know what? I'm going to give you a bonus. Okay, so everybody I know who has ever heard me talk about gross food has heard this story. But Mia, you probably haven't heard it. This one's for you. The worst thing I've ever tasted in my life was also in France. So for anybody who doesn't know, I never was able to eat things like eggs or seafood just because the textures, even if the taste was okay, the textures were just wrong in my mouth. Like, Eating a shrimp feels like chewing on an ear for me. It's just like it's cartilage and ugh, it's crunchy and thinking about it makes me get those weird tingly shivers like ugh. it's just gross. I'm so sorry for all of those of you who like shrimp and stuff like that. I just I can't do it, man. I just don't think it's it's just not that good. And so anyway, we're in this restaurant in Paris again. So our whole trip was like two weeks long. We were in Paris like the last four days. It's our very last night. We wait in line to go to this fancy restaurant. The uh, hosts and the servers are all wearing like those little vests with white shirts underneath, white collared shirts and, and slacks. And, you know, like it's a fancy place. It's supposed to be like the best French food. And the whole time we're on this trip, I'm thinking, I'm not going to eat anything I can get in Canada. I'm only going to eat French food. And like, of course you could get something like you could, you could get duck here, but it's not going to be duck the same way the French do it. I just meant I wasn't going to go to McDonald's or anything, or just, you know, order the pizza or the spaghetti at every restaurant. Cause one, I wasn't in Italy. So why would I get those things? And two, I can get spaghetti and pizza in North America easily enough. So I was going to try all the French things. So we're in this restaurant and It's the French travel club. We all speak French. That's all good. But we get to this restaurant and it doesn't have descriptions of the food underneath the the name. So I'm looking through and I'm like, okay, I know what that is. I know what that is. I've already tried that. Already had that. That's not interesting to me. So uh, I, I went for this thing called Andouillette. I didn't know what it was. It just sounded French as fuck. It's like, cool. I'm, I'm just going to try that. Now, before that meal gets to me, all of my friends have ordered, I've ordered, they start passing around um, a tray of escargot. 
because I guess one of the our teacher supervisors had ordered it for us to try. So the first incident of the night is this. Get down, order, this tray comes around. I'm like, you know what? I've never tried escargot before. I don't like seafood. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. I bet it's good. Everyone loves it. So I try it. The taste? Fantastic. I loved it. The taste was good. The texture though? Oh boy, that was a different story. I can't even tell you what it felt like in my mouth. It was just, it was nasty. Did not like that food one bit. And it's the only time I have come that close to being sick, emptying my stomach per se, in the middle of a restaurant. (laughs) I felt so bad. Like, here I am in what was probably like a world-renowned restaurant because it was fancy and it was expensive. And I think we just got a discount because they tend to give tourist groups discounts for places. So like it, it wasn't like fancy, fancy five stars. You'll see the Beckhams there. But obviously it was a good place. There were a lot of locals there. So it was a you know well-respected place. And here I am almost throwing up in the middle of their dining room. I felt so bad. I could see one of the waiters kind of give me a look and I was like, dude, like, it's just, it's me. It's not your food. I swear. So I felt awful. That's, that's the first thing that happened at that restaurant. So I go sit down and I'm like, I'm just, I am so excited to just get my normal meal, get that, you know, wipe that memory away and just have a good time at this restaurant. So then our meal comes, my friend beside me gets duck and, uh, looks great. My meal comes is put down in front of me. And it's this one big sausage-like thing on a plate. It had no saucer dressing on top of it, no salad beside it, no other garnishes of any kind. It was just kind of this lump on a plate. It was kind of beigey brown. And I was like, well, this looks fucking disgusting, but you know, I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be that North American, you know, I'm going to try the food. And so take my knife and fork, I cut into it. And the only thing that goes through my head is this is an organ. I don't know what kind, but this is an organ. (laughs) Yeah, I still tried it. And as I'm chewing it, I'm going, this, this is not meat. This is not a plant. This is some kind of animal part that I've never once suggested in my life and never again want to try. I took one bite of that thing and it was so gross. I just, I somehow managed to swallow it. It was worse than the escargot. I mean, the escargot actually tasted good at least. This thing was nasty. And I don't know if that's because we're not used to eating that kind of thing over here or if it was just like, maybe it's their least ordered item. I don't know. I just covered it with my napkin and I just, rinsed my mouth out with water. And then my friend beside me was like, Hey, do you want to have some of my duck? I'll share it with you. So I had a few, a few bites of his duck and I just sat there the rest of the night trying to forget that I put this horrible thing into my body. And we waved over our tour guide, Zach. He was with us for the, the entire trip. I think he had a lot of fun with us because normally he did tour groups of like middle-aged people, older people, which yay, good for them. They're traveling and yay for Zach. He has a job, but he really enjoyed being with us because when he said, Hey, the last train from the Eiffel Tower is in 20 minutes and it's however many blocks away. 
can you guys run? We don't want to have to buy cabs for everybody. We're like, hells yeah, we can run. And so we're just running through the streets of Paris. Like, I think he was getting a real thrill out of being with a bunch of young people. It was hilarious. He did a big speech at the end of the trip when we were leaving. It was awesome. But anyway, we call Zach over and we're like, hey, hey, dude, what is what is Andoyette? And he goes into this big spiel about what it is. And yeah, it's this French thing. And he looks like he looks like a guy who really likes Andoyette the way he's talking about this. And I just kind of smiled and nodded. He's like, did you get it? And I was like, yeah. And I hid my plate from his view. <laughs> I just kind of leaned over onto the table, put my elbow in front of it, you know, that way he couldn't see that underneath my napkin was an entire Andoyette. And uh, then the end of the meal came and the servers took it away and we left. And I never want to think of that piece of food again. <laughs> but somehow it just keeps coming up because it's a good story. I just, fuck, I just wish I'd never eaten it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up what Andoyette actually is because it's all well and good for me to say that, oh yeah, it's, it's a, it was definitely an organ of some kind and I didn't like it, but, uh, let's read what this thing actually is. Andoyette. Andoyette. There it is. All right. So. The first answer says, Andoyette is a coarse-grained sausage made with pork, chitterlings, pepper, wine, onions, and seasonings. Tripe, which is the stomach lining of a cow, is sometimes an ingredient in the filler of an Andoyette, but is not the casing or the key to its manufacture. Okay, that sounds... Yeah, that's, that sounds exactly like what I ate. Tripe and chitterlings. Yep. There was a lot. There was, there was definitely intestine in there. And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That picture. Oof. Oh, it just, it does not look good. I'm so sorry for anybody who's like, that's my heritage you're shitting on. But man, it's just, it's like haggis, I guess. It's like the French haggis. And you know what? All the power to you if you like eating seafood and organs and shit like that. Just, just please don't try to make me do it. <laughs> I guess. That's my tangent. I, I, yeah, I do not mean to offend the French culture. Everything else I ate was amazing except for that one thing. And again, escargot, just because I don't like seafood. That's, that wasn't on the restaurant at all. It tasted good. It was just a weird feeling. It's like chewing on a ear. Okay, this podcast episode is getting really gross. We're going to move on. Mia, sorry, that might have been more than you bargained for. But, you know, there you go. Food. Cool. Please don't eat while you're listening to this episode. I'll put a warning when I post this not to eat while you're listening. Okay, moving on, though, to things that are going super well. Work. I got the day off today, which is awesome. I could work on my podcast and stuff. But I actually am, for the first time, not dreading going to work in the morning, which is really nice. Like, don't get me wrong. I hate waking up. I am not a morning person. My body can do it. My brain can do it. I just, I wake up and I, I don't feel aware until later on in the day. Even if I've gotten enough sleep, even if my sleep schedule has been, like, I, I've stuck to a sleep schedule, you know? I just, I don't feel awake until later on. 
So waking up is hard, but once I actually get to work, it's not so bad. I'm actually really enjoying it. And I'm extremely lucky to have been hired during the pandemic. I know a lot of people are still having a hard time getting hired. So yeah, I'm lucky. And yeah, things are just going well because I like my place of employment. I'm not going to say where it is for two reasons. Um, The first one, just being safety. I don't want any psycho killers (laughs) to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, yes, a human I heard on the internet. I know them. I'm going to stalk them and be fucking weird because that happens sometimes. You know, safety. I'm not going to tell you. But also, I don't say anything crazy on this podcast, but there is like swearing and shit like that. And I don't know what my guests are going to say or want to talk about. And the place I work is a family friendly establishment. Um, it's a recreation center. Think like arcade or movie theater or paintball or roller skating or go-karting or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we do, we're that genre of facility and we're also working with families now to help them move into online learning for their kids because a lot of kids are like a hundred percent online for school now. And like, we have the technology to help them out with it. And, uh, yeah. And that that's really cool job because we have so many different things going on. I never get sick of what I'm doing because every shift is different with who's coming in, um, what role I'm even working. Am I going to be working with uh, the kids? Am I going to be working with one of the recreation things? Like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of variety, which is nice. Stops you from getting too bored. And also... My coworkers don't suck. <laughs> I I don't know about anybody else, but I've just I've had two jobs in my life. This one and when I worked at David's Tea where I actually legitimately liked my coworkers. I don't think that's like a completely I I don't think that's a super odd thing. But I just, I always had this feeling when I was working places like, yeah, I'll work with you. I'll talk with you. I'll answer your questions and stuff. But I don't really want to tell you anything about myself. Like, I don't want to engage. I don't want to invest because I don't know. I don't want to say I don't trust these people because like they were nice people. Just, I just didn't want them to know my true character, (laughs) I guess. I was fine with just letting them know, like, this is customer service, Natalie, whatever. And I've only had two jobs where I'm legitimately friends with people and fine sharing with them and uh, want to go to, I I guess, like, team bonding exercises and stuff. Uh, Yeah, so it's nice going to work now. I enjoy what I'm doing and also... I have to share this because I, <laughs> it's semi-shameful. I'm not ashamed of a lot of things, but I think I'm ashamed of this now. I only just learned how to play Uno this month because of work. And I don't know how I managed to avoid it my entire life. I grew up and there were commercials for Uno everywhere. Internet started becoming like a big thing. And there are memes about Uno all the time. Everybody knows how to play it. And one day at work in the summer earlier on, my... One of my managers was like, hey, can you go play Uno with this kid? Keep them occupied for whatever reasons. And I just I, I was just kind of looked and I was like, you, you expect that I know how to play Uno. So I was just honest. I'm like, I know I never learned how to play. Is it easy to learn? Can I just pick it up? And my, my manager just kind of blinked at me and, and 
she looked away and she's like, okay, I'll just get somebody else to do it. And I was like, what, is it that weird of a thing? And I was kind of blindsided by that. And then it happened a few more times where like just another coworker would say, Hey, could you cover for me? Just, you know, take my cards. Like you can play the game. I'm like, I don't know how to play. And they just kind of laugh at me and move on. I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening here? It's just fucking Uno. And so I finally learned how to play it this month. And it is a really fun game. I feel awful that I've missed out for so long because it's awesome. I don't find it too competitive, which is probably because I'm just playing with literal children. It's hard to get competitive against them. It it also just doesn't have the same vibe as like Monopoly or Risk, you know? It feels like there's less at stake. You might be told to pick up the whole deck, but like it's... It just feels more fun even if that happens to you. I don't know if it's because it has bright, happy colors, but like Monopoly does too. So I don't know what it is about this Uno game, but I really enjoyed it. It sucks that I only just learned, but also now I'm hooked on it. So anytime I'm I'm at work and somebody's like, Uno time, like, fuck, yeah, let's get these cards out. My only grief with it is that there are so many cards that it is impossible to shuffle them all properly. So you'll get through half the deck and it'll be going well. They were all shuffled and then you get to a certain point and suddenly you've just got like 17 green cards in a row. And you're like, well, fuck, that kind of ruins the game for everybody. So I I guess that that's a good thing, too, though, because another thing that I have never been able to do well is shuffle. So I'm being forced to learn. And if we keep going along on this route, another thing I'll need to learn at work is how to whistle because I can't do that either. So <laughs> I'm learning lots. Work is fun. I like it. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's really nice to enjoy making money. A lot of people aren't lucky enough to like their jobs. So I'm digging it. It's going well. Well, Cool. I don't think I have any other stories for you. This past week hasn't been too exciting. Working a lot, doing my guitar stuff. Oh, I'm going to Dark Edmonton Dark, Fort Edmonton Dark. It's like a a haunted event at uh, Fort Edmonton here in Edmonton. And uh, I went last year and it was super fun. They had uh, all of these haunted houses and stuff and it was fun they had like bloody marys and uh caesars that you could drink out of fake blood bags and that was really cool because it it was kind of disgusting everyone looked like they were vampires sipping on blood and like it would say like type o or type a b on the outside and it was cool themed snacks and halloweeny stuff it was bitterly cold though (laughs) i was i i was so reluctant to go i was still getting to know my group of friends. I'm a lot closer with them now than I was last year at this time. So still getting to know everybody and it was just so cold and you could just see the wind blowing outside and it was that wet, rainy cold that you get right before a big a, a big snowfall happens and not the warm, like happy, fluffy snowfall, but like the kind that is shooting like ice daggers into your face while you're walking down the street. It it was that kind of cold. So I was like, I don't want to go. Like we'll have to, we'll be so cold. We'll be frozen the whole time. And we were, but you know, we went anyway and we had so much fun in these haunted houses and stuff. And so that's the only time I've ever been to Fort Edmonton Park. I've never been there during um, their historical, like normal historical tours or anything. And now this year with COVID happening, they're doing a different event. It's more, um, 
a paranormal ghost hunt, I guess. You have to go in your cohort. Uh, they don't allow anybody, um, like they don't allow mixing between groups and stuff. And then they just kind of send you out to hunt ghosts, I guess. I don't really know much about it. I can tell you about it next week. I think I'll have to. Hopefully there'll be a good scare here or there. So that's how I'll be spending my evening. So I'm going to leave you now and uh, do other things in my day before going to dark. I'll update you next week on how it was and hopefully not tell a bunch of disgusting food stories for you. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. You're the one that listened through the whole thing. So I guess that's, that's your problem. You're not obliged to do that if you don't like it. You can just skip forward. But also don't. Listen to my gross rant. Just do it. It's a part of life. Gross food is a part of life. Okay. Uh, yeah. I rambled enough for today. Have a good day. Have a good week. Go pet a dog. Yeah, go pet a dog. Dogs are great. Or a cat if you don't have one. Don't have a dog. Pet your kitty or your puppy. They love you. You should love them too. Peace.